This week on a grit and grind mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite athletes turned actors. Hello and welcome to a glorious new mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor and I'm... Well out of my depths in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, hot on the heels of last week's episode where we discussed the Brian Boz Bosworth classic Stone Cold, we are discussing our favorite athletes, come actors. One caveat, we cannot choose wrestlers this week because we have and already <laughs> <laughs> we have already done favorite wrestlers turned actors. Now we're moving to athletes because as you know, Oh, as we explained it last time, Brian Bosworth, former linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, who was uh, uh, shoulder-checked out of existence by Bo Jackson. Let us never forget. Oh, that image is burned into my mind. Oh, I know. I replay it sometimes. Yeah, just for funsies. Late at night. He crumples up like a little car. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to choose our favorite athletes, what became actors, did act in. You know, the pretending for money, unless you are a theater actor, in which case it's the pretending for exposure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get paid in eyeballs. Yep. Uh, and claps. <laughs> Sometimes. If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's go around the horn. John, we'll start with you, uh, since you seem to be uh, terrified. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with the only actor former athlete that I could think of in my thinking brain, Keith Hernandez in that two-part episode of Seinfeld. (laughs) The Boyfriend. (laughs) You know what? He does a really good job. He has very good comedic timing. Yeah, and he's like super casual, super like relaxed and everything. Yeah, he's He's got a lot of charm. Yeah, he's great on it. Uh, I think my favorite scene is when he is on a date with Elaine and they start making out in his car and you just hear their thoughts, and uh, Elaine is just, who does this guy think he is? And then it's Keith Hernandez just thinking, I'm Keith Hernandez. <laughs> now, John, let me, let me ask you this. All right. Do you know who Keith Hernandez played for? Uh, he's a baseballer. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I believe he played batting, if I have <laughs> He played the position of stick hit. So, yes, part of the time. Yeah, Uh, he played for... I got a 50-50 shot, because I'm pretty sure it was a New York team. Yes. You'd be correct. I don't think Seinfeld could have afforded a Yankee at that point, so I'm going to go for the Mets. Ding, 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 ding. John, you are correct. He did play for the Mets. He was a first baseman, I believe. I believe, yeah. Yeah. Is he the one from the spitting episode? That's the same episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's that. The Magic Loogie, yeah. Yeah. Where the they do movie. where they do the whole JFK yeah, breakdown of because he spits and it like hits Kramer and Newman. Yeah, like bounces off of off of Kramer then and then pauses hits. in midair. Yeah, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great great two part episode of Seinfeld, <laughs> which they really didn't do a lot of. No, it was pretty rare. And if they did, it was usually they would do like it was usually like a joke that it was a two parter. Right, you know, like that was part of the gag. And occasionally they would do like. Uh, a season finale, and then the the season premiere of the next season would pick up like a thread or joke yeah. in the cold open, and then immediately go back to just Seinfeld. Again. Yeah, yeah. I think my best one of those jokes was I can't remember what season opener it was, but where uh, 
where George and Jerry have mustaches. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. It's real that's good. so good. Let's just talk about Seinfeld, you guys. It's a good show. It's it a great was. show. Steve Bannon owns a piece of that, which is real sad. It's very disappointing. God yes. damn it. Smart work for Steve Bannon. Uh, launch him into the sun. Yeah. I want to see his scabby skin crackle. <laughs> yeah. Like charred popcorn. Yeah, he's a walking chicharron. Let's <laughs> burn this guy up. Anyways, Patrick, favorite athlete, become actor. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ah, the former Lou Alcindor. Fuck yeah. He fought Bruce Lee. That's true. He was in Airplane. Also true. He was in Fletch. Really? Yeah. He was in Uncle Buck. Wow. Yeah, and a bunch of other shit, and he's a writer and a lot of other things. Because yeah. technically he's an athlete turned Renaissance man. That's true. Yeah. yeah he's like that the, Danny DeVito movie, Renaissance Man. Exactly Let's like talk that. about that. That's a weird one. There's an army. De- Danny DeVito is in it. Isn't that movie just Dead Poets Society, but with ROTC kids? Yes, and Danny DeVito. Yeah, and they learn Hamlet, and they learn that Fortinbras is the only good character in Hamlet, which is technically true. Don't they, don't they, isn't that the whole thing where it's like Shakespeare was the first rapper, and then Marky Mark raps Shakespeare stuff? I think that might be right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I don't remember it's much about It's not a that. great film. Nah. Hey, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The best. He's real good. Yeah. He's in Game of Death where he does fight uh, Bruce Lee, and he plays like a giant blind, like, super mellow dude. I do uh, love the kick that he kicks him in the chest and leaves that giant footprint. Yeah, yeah it's that's pretty cool. Good. Uh, and he his scene in Airplane is super funny. Oh, yeah. It's a, a Stone Cold it's classic scene. killer, yeah. And he's he's pretty good on camera, oh, for yeah. sure. Very, very I, charismatic. I do not remember him from the movie Uncle Buck. <laughs> he's one of the judges. Sure. Yeah. I don't it's, remember it's, much about Uncle Buck for that matter. Pretty slim Nor should part. you. I remember he makes that big pancake... <laughs> Yeah, the Uncle Buck pancake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. It's... And I remember that more from the Bitching with Babish episode, I think he did. <laughs> did he do yeah. an Uncle Buck pancake? I don't know if it was... I can't remember if it was Uncle Buck exactly, but he had to go to those, like, MIT grads to figure out a, like, spatula robot that could yes. flip it. I'm pretty sure that was the that Uncle Buck. That had to have been Uncle Buck. Yeah. Because yeah. he's done, like, a couple pancakes. I know he did the Buckwheat pancakes from the Spider-Man game. Yes. Mm. He also, on his most recent episode, did Tempering Chocolate yeah. with Sola from Bon Appetit. And it was nice to see Sola after yeah. all the horrible bullshit that went down at Bon Appetit. Yeah, yeah. After the, at the, one of the few things keeping my spirits up during this horrible, horrible quarantine bullshit oh, yeah. was destroyed. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. But I haven't seen any of those people since then. And it was a delight to see Sola. She yeah. is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. She is fucking great at tempering chocolate <laughs> and like everything else yeah yeah and they made a chocolate babish and it was very sweet nice Aww. yeah oh and she had a really good dog when That's she was true. doing like recording stuff from home yeah she had a very good dog nice. yeah so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. good pick Mark favorite athlete turned actor so I'm gonna go with the guy who only really ever had one role in a movie but it was a leading role and that is former Milwaukee Buck, former Boston Celtic, former Seattle Supersonic, oh, let former me guess, Miami let me guess. Heat. Uh, Homestar Runner. No. No. Okay. 
Ray Allen. That was my second guess. No, but right. it was. And what it was Ray Allen in. So Ray Allen was the star of Spike Lee's movie, He Got Game. Oh! Yeah, yeah where he plays a uh, yeah. high school athlete mm-hmm. in Coney Island. Who had uh, game. Who, yeah, he... A ton of game. He was Ray fucking Allen. Yeah, and he played the character Jesus Shuttlesworth. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest name in sports movie history. Uh, Ray Allen is not a trained actor. Uh, and he was a fairly young guy at the time. I think he was just like in his very early 20s, but playing like an 18-year-old kid. And he acquits himself very well for what is a very dramatic, very like heavy movie that he has to carry large portions of. He is fan fantastic in the movie but the movie comes to a head at the end spoilers for a 20 something year old movie but it comes the whole premise of the film is that his father is played by denzel washington who is uh serving a life prison sentence for accidentally murdering his mother in like a fight like like an argument he shoves her she hits her head on the corner of a dishwasher she dies he's been in jail like in garden state yes wait Uh, a minute I'm mad at Zach Braff all over again. <laughs> he literally <laughs> stole that beat for beat for Garden State. God damn you, Zach Braff. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Denzel is given the opportunity to earn a re- early release from jail by the governor, who is a booster for this particular college that he wants Denzel Washington's son, now the presumptive... Uh, top prospect in the country to attend. So he's got a set number of days before signing day to get his son to sign. And it's really uh, about him trying to like just form this relationship with the son who understandably does not want to have a relationship with the father he watched murder his mother. But it all comes to a head in the fi- one of the final scenes where uh, they play one-on-one at a park uh, and if Denzel Washington's character wins, then uh, the son will sign with Big State and if the son wins, then Denzel Washington is going to leave and go back to jail for the rest of his life. And this scene is amazing because what happened was Spike Lee gave Denzel Washington the ball and they said, just play one-on-one. Now, Denzel Washington, Ray Allen did not know this, played... He's a fucking great basketball player. He's a great player. basketball player. He played, I think, Division Two yeah. or low-level Division One basketball. Now, mind you, it had been some time. But he puts up like three or four quick buckets on Ray Allen, who's not expecting this. Yeah. And you can see Ray Allen get fucking pissed off. Because <laughs> he is an NBA all-star. Yeah. And he turns it on. And they play this game of one-on-one. And Denzel doesn't like score another bucket the whole time. And Ray Allen is just fucking bullying him. And like he has this, such a great emotional reaction. It's one of the greatest scenes in Spike Lee's entire career. Um, and it's amazing that this non-actor, this athlete, uh, was able to to do it. He's so goddamn good in that movie, uh, and it's a really great movie in general. Um, so yeah, Ray Allen is my choice, nice. and uh, I really highly recommend checking out He Got Game, uh, especially just for that final scene. Just to watch Denzel Washington be a real asshole about scoring on yeah. Ray Allen. Yeah. At one point, he hits a bucket, and then like. Like, does, like, a lap around the court and then gets to the top and goes, I'm going to take another lap and then takes another <laughs> lap just to really rub it in. It's awesome. Uh, and the soundtrack is rad, too. Most of the music is either Aaron Copeland, like, very Americana-y style, like, classical music, or fucking Public Enemy songs. Nice. And it's bitchin'. Nice. Uh, any honorable mention athletes turned actors? Uh, Huey Long? 
Howie. Howie His Long. His name is Howie. That can't be right. Huey Long, I believe, was a governor of Louisiana. Isn't yeah. he the chicken in every pot guy? Yeah. yeah. There's a great Goodman film where he plays Huey Long. Yeah. Kingfish or something it's called? Yeah, yeah, uh, You're thinking Fisher King. No, no. And that's Robin Williams. That's a different one. <laughs> um, you're thinking Howie Long, great defensive tackle of the Los Angeles, sometimes Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry, I only know him as Firestorm. Yeah, you do. You also know him as a dashing man in glasses with a haircut you could level a mantle on. That's right. <laughs> and for all of his real weird energy commercials with Terry Hatcher for Radio Shack back in the day. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. need batteries. <laughs> <laughs> He's also John Travolta's like hench goon, like main goon in Broken Arrow. Hey, oh, Broken yeah. Arrow, yeah. I need batteries. <laughs> <laughs> sure, first you have to give me your zip code because it's Radio Shack. <laughs> That's right. Boy, that had to have been a government front for something, right? Oh, absolutely. There's no way they could sell batteries that cheap and need your zip code. <laughs> yeah, well, most of the shit they sold were, like, weird radio transistor parts and RC car bullshit. I'm pretty sure if you walked in there and just said to the, you know, cashier behind the counter, Hey, uh, there's three plants. One is an orchid. Two are a sunflower. I see. Punches in a code to the cash register. Secret door opens. <laughs> yeah, and it's all shit for your radio-free Europe setup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, I need some ohms to get past the Soviets. Well, I'm going to play some Zep and it's going to totally blow their minds. Woo! <laughs> Uh, Patrick, do you have any uh, honorable mentions? Oh, man. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I have one more honorable mention. I want to bring up Jim Brown, former Cleveland oh, Browns yeah. running back, who had a quite long career Who's as the an team actor. Named after him? <laughs> What's that? No, it was not. Why are they the Browns? I think it has something to do with like cardboard boxes and packing, maybe? Exciting stuff. From Cleveland? I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know how they end up being the Browns. I want to say that's what it is and hope it's not something else. Yeah, no. They're the Cleveland Poops. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's go with Cleveland Poops. Yep. What well, I think about when I think Cleveland is big piles of shit. Mm-hmm. I think the ooh, and that, ooh, and that river that caught on fire a couple times. <laughs> I think that's my yoga. That is my favorite piece of trivia. Multiple times it caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. that river caught on fire so many times, Nixon was like, man, we should probably have an EPA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of my, uh, one of the, so there's a a Bulls basketball player, Joe Kim Noah, who who no longer plays for the team, uh, but played for the Bulls for a very long time. And he will, he will never pay for another drink in Chicago ever again. (laughs) After, while in, during a playoff series with the Cleveland Cavaliers, someone asked him what he felt about Cleveland. And he was just like, nothing. It sucks. You can't party in Cleveland. Why would I want to go to Cleveland? (laughs) (laughs) While like, like LeBron James, you know, is like standing just off stage, ready to go off. And he's like, fuck Cleveland. Cleveland's stupid. I hate it. You can't party there or nothing. There's no clubs or anything. Why, why would you ask me that question? <laughs> Fuck you. That's great. And then you know, you, and but I, they have the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, Jim Brown, 
former uh, at one point the leading rusher in NFL history, then eclipsed by Walter Payton, and then eclipsed by Emmitt Smith. Yeah. Uh, but uh, widely considered one of the greatest football players who has ever lived, carved out this insane career afterwards as an actor, uh, including appearing in a lot of Spike Lee movies. Uh, but I want to specifically point out that he has an amazing supporting role uh, in the movie Mars Attacks. <laughs> yes. As uh, the heavyweight champion of the world. And I, I can't remember his name. It's, hold on, give me one second. Byron Williams, that's right. So he is like this former heavyweight champion of the world who's been reduced to being like a, like a, a bodyguard at like a Caesar's Palace. Mark, you have done a violence upon me <laughs> by forcing me to remember Mars Attacks. What are you I talking about? I love Mars Attacks. That's like America's third best movie. <laughs> Jack Nicholson <laughs> plays the president and the shittiest casino developer ever. Yes. It's Amazing. It's awesome. Pierce Brosnan's in that movie. Mm -hmm. Everyone is in that movie. Michael J. Fox, Sarah Jessica Parker, Martin Short, Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Natalie Portman, Lucas Haas, Jack Black, Joe Don Baker. um, Literally everybody. Mars Attacks was made for Farm Aid. (laughs) (laughs) That's how many people are in it. But there's this great scene at the end where they're all, they meet up with Tom Jones, the Tom Jones, <laughs> playing himself. And him and Annette Benning and Tom Jones uh, all have to escape Las Vegas because Tom Jones can fly this plane. But to get there, they got to get through a bunch of aliens. And Jim Brown walks onto this runway with like 20 Martians. And he goes, hey, I'm Byron Williams, the heavyweight champion of the world. And he like rips off this fake fucking armor and shit. And then he just starts boxing little Martins. <laughs> all over the place and it's fucking rad as hell and then you think they swarm him and you think he's dead and then at the end uh, they cut back to his ex-wife's place Pam Greer and like their whole side of their building is missing and like her sons finally come back and they help defeat some aliens and they're like oh no everything is ruined like our dad's not gonna be here and then you see him fucking walking down the street covered in alien blood and he's just like I'm fucking back I'm Byron Williams heavyweight champion of the world and I punch the Martians to death. All the other Martians who died got killed by Slim Whitman Yodeling. I am so mad at you. I am so mad at you right I now. love that movie. It's the last great Tim Burton movie. Yeah. yeah probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go, you know, low bar there. Yeah, at true. A like, point. Big Fish came out afterwards, and Big Fish is fine. fine. It just doesn't hang together very well. Right. But, like, man, Mars Attacks, ooh, it's a swing. It's a big old swing, and I love it. <laughs> when Jack Nicholson is giving his impassioned speech to the Martian ambassador, and he ends it by going, when Earth, big big circle, and Mars, little circle, <laughs> together. And then he gets turned into a green skeleton. It's pretty great. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so, anyways... That's our episode on Athletes Turned Actors. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm begrudgingly Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Nah! Oh no! Nah, nah. God, they're so annoying! <laughs> Everything about them is so, so profoundly irritating. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a better big stupid Mars movie than what's uh, Ackroyd's one? Evolution? Oh, with, the, uh, um, uh, with David Duchovny. Yeah, yeah, that's it's that's sci-fi Ghostbusters. It's even Ooh. the same director, it's oh, Ivan man. Reitman. That was a mess of a movie. 
Yeah, but it has that scene where they drive around in a jeep and they listen to, I think, Brickhouse? <laughs> That's probably yeah. right. Or Shining Star? It's some it's some funk song that th- those guys should not be dancing yeah. and singing along no. to. Um, and Orlando Jones is in that movie, and he gets a bug in his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good movie. Er, okay. It's okay. It really is. It's got Julianne Moore in it, Dan Aykroyd. Fox Walter, <laughs> Sean William Scott, Orlando Jones, there is... the guy who played Donkey Lips from Salute Shorts. <laughs> I just, the, the presence of David Duchovny in a movie does not speak to its quality at all. How dare you speak yeah, ill of no, the Red what... Shoe Diaries. <laughs> or X-Files 2. It's X-Files oh, I want to believe. True. Who else is in that? Who's that? The Welsh comedian that's the, like, touchy priest? Billy Connolly. Fuck that movie. Yeah, the second X-Files movie's real bad. Yeah. Really, anything post the first movie, even the rest of the X-Files, the f- was bad. The first season after the movie, which it's is season six, and it's pretty good, but still after good. that, ooh, it gets rough. Yeah, well, season six, and then it's season seven, and then Mulder's gone, and then Scully's gone. I was gonna yeah. say, I remember distinctly tuning into an X-Files episode as a kid, and it's just like, oh... Neither of these people are Mulder or Scully. Yeah. No, now it's the T-1000 and some other lady. And some other lady, Yeah. yeah. Also, they never had a plan for where they were going with the cigarette smoking man overarching plot. Oh, they totally like, had no idea where the fuck that was supposed wasn't to go. Was he Mulder's dad? Yes, that yeah, I think so. Or off? some weird. Bullshit. Yeah, and like he, I don't remember if it was he had an affair with Mulder's mother, or if by weird alien things like inseminated her. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't because remember. Because him and the dad are all working together in the big stupid Right. Thing. That's how, like, turns out that Mulder's daughter wasn't, or Mulder's, Mulder's sister, sister wasn't abducted by aliens. She was freely given up by the her parents, father. Yeah. Uh, and then they were, she was cloned a bunch of times, but then Mulder found the real Samantha, but then she turned into a being of pure light and happiness and disappeared. Yeah. It's weird. It's like the one where the cigarette man writes a book and they change his ending and he's real sad about it. Yeah, yeah. and he kills Kennedy and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There were some good episodes of that show. Smoking them Morleys. <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts from, and leave us a rating and review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.